the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda. It's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. Because parents are, I think we are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad. Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles on WND.com. That's WorldNet Daily, where I am a weekly columnist, and also on barbwire.com and elsewhere out on the web. Be sure also to check out my book, which is written especially for teens, and we're about to issue the second edition. And so stay tuned for that information. But here's the title. It's Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. The suicide of a parent, molestation, transgenderism, a life doomed and littered with drugs, alcohol, homosexuality, prostitution, and even murder. It was a correctional officer who reached David over 30 years ago, 30 plus years of darkness and death. David now lives in light and life. One word is redemption in all this. My guest today is David Arthur, and that's only the beginning of his story, which we will learn more about now. Welcome to Mission America Radio, David. Praise the Lord. It's it's a blessing to be here. Well, thank you. It is a blessing. It sounds like it's a blessing, and God is truly, truly good, and he does seemingly impossible things in impossible situations. Amen. Yes, he does. Well, so, so David, start us off and tell us about your background, and we'll just, you know, I'll ask you questions along the way, but I, I learned about your amazing story recently, and I knew that our listeners had to had to hear about this. So go ahead. You know, just before I was born, my father committed suicide, and so I grew up without a father. I was also molested as a child. Um, I don't I don't throw these tragedies out there as to as excuses, but they are very common denominators um, in the choices that I ended up making. I, I actually started associating. 
the quote unquote love with being molested with that negative attention. Mm-hmm. By the age of eight years old, Linda, I was probably, uh, well, probably eight years old, eight, nine years old. I was cutting school and I was hanging out in public bathrooms and, and at bus stops and just waiting for some dirty old man to come along to, wow. to touch me, to, to, to give me that attention, that male affirmation that I lacked yeah. because I had no father in my life. And because the only male attention that I had recognized as it stood out was the male attention that I had received from my molesters. Mm -hmm. And I like to say my recruiters, because they recruited me into this um, movement of theirs. Right, right. That's what happens with children. Children are so vulnerable, and we forget that all the time. So, So then you became a teenager. So then what happened? Oh, by the age of 13, I overdosed on drugs. Um, I was running. I was sneaking out. I was hanging out with the wrong crowd. I was engaging in, in sexual activity with, with numerous partners, more than I could ever even count. By the age of 14, I was a runaway. I was homeless. I was a confused transgender prostitute, mm-hmm. and I was also HIV positive by the age of 14. Wow. Now, let me just say that from the age of, say, 9 or 10, I started to notice that the more feminine I acted, the more attention I received. Mm -hmm. And so I started to say, well, then I must be meant to be a girl. And so the absolute only time, well, only two times I ever spoke to God as a child was one, to ask him, can I wake up and be a girl? And two was, why would you put me in the wrong body? Wow. So you had already absorbed that message, but it was based on your, you know, wayward and, and, you know, the sinfulness of that, of everything that had happened to you. Absolutely. You know, I look at being a child, I had imaginary friends and I had no concept of, of what reality was. And so, of course, I was, I was just open to, to whatever was thrown my way. Whatever whatever scraps I was thrown, that's what I was I was susceptible to. What about your mom when she was involved in this or you were a runaway, you said? My mom was at her wit's end um when I overdosed on drugs and she had absolutely no 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 way to control me. I was out of control. I had I had rage inside of, of my father killing himself and taking his life. I, I, I hated my father. Um you know, whenever, and I, I was a master manipulator, whenever my mother would try to to be firm with me, I would scream at her, I'll kill myself, because I knew that that affected her, because my father had done the very same thing. Wow. And so, by the after I had overdosed on drugs, she was at her wit's end with me, and so she took me from southern New Jersey to, to Philadelphia, because that's the only option she had was Philadelphia, because we had family there. And for me, that was out of the frying pan and into the fire because the the, the movement, the LGBT movement, was was huge there. Yeah. Um, but of course, she couldn't have known that. Yes. Right. Um, we are talking. In case you've just joined us, to David Arthur, who is telling us about his background of being saved by the Lord out of a life of drugs, um, molestation as a child homosexuality, transgenderism, prostitution, 
it goes on from there. And and so you said, David, you said you were HIV positive. Now, you, did you take um, uh, medication for that, or how did that manifest itself? Did you go into full blown AIDS, or when I was fourteen, I knew I was HIV positive. When I was 19, I was tested HIV positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually tried to go to Job Corps, and when I tested HIV positive, they put me out of Job Corps. Um, and so I hadn't taken medications for many, many years. Now, when I was 14, and I knew I was HIV positive because um, about six of the, the the men that I had been involved with had died of full-blown AIDS oh, yeah. um, from AIDS-related diseases. And so I went to my peers. My peers were a bunch of older transgenders. And I went to my peers and I said, I'm HIV positive. What, what am I supposed to do? And they said, so, so are we. Oh, the one, The one that gave it to you didn't care. So don't you care. As a matter of fact, Get as many as you can. Wow. Take as many as you can with you. And so at 14, that was my mindset. And so from the age of 14 until the age of 37, I was engaging in activity purposely and intentionally trying to infect as many men and boys as I could. And what, what was the mindset behind that? Just The mindset was that... The person that gave it to me didn't care, so I don't care. Um, you know, get as many as you can. Take them all out. But for me, I was recruited into that movement, what we now call, what I now call molested. But then I became a recruiter. And so, yes, I became a molester. And I started, I started recruiting 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old boys into that movement, just like I was I was recruited in when I was five and six years old. Wow. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard this before, that it is very rare to find someone who um, is a former molester uh, who has been saved and has overcome that. And uh, praise the Lord for for Amen. what happened to you. God, God is amazing. God is good. And and you know what I hear a lot? I hear a lot of these people say, well, well, the majority of, of child molesters are heterosexual. Well, no. Well, all all child molesters and all homosexuals are heterosexual because heterosexuality is God's good intention and design. Right. Right. You know, so there is no I mean, I just happen to be guilty of the sin of homosexuality, the sin of transgenderism Mm -hmm. and the sin of pedophilia. Right. You know, but this movement, this movement, that is their focus. The focus is the children. And it's get and and now and now I mean if if I don't know how anybody can't see it because now they're in elementary school and right. elementary schools and preschools, you know they they're everywhere they have infiltrated everywhere and now they're infiltrating the children, and every day I say to people no matter where I'm at I'm saying do you realize that you have to be horrified the way people were 40 years ago of homosexuality the way people were. 30 years ago of AIDS, that is the, the horror that we have to have that, for this movement. That is amazing that you use that term, David. Let me give you just a little background if, in case you're probably not aware. I used that exact term back in a, uh, on a show in December that we need to re-horrify people about the sin of homosexuality, the behavior 
Not wow. not the people, not the people. God can save the people. And then the basic human rights we all believe in. But no one, exactly right, no one is born homosexual. But I got so much hate mail and so, I mean, I got blasted for that. I'm probably going to be again, but here you're saying that, that you see that. that. the Holy Spirit of God right there because... I, I've said it for years, and, and I don't even want to get too emotional and, yeah. and, and you not be able to understand me, but I've said it for years. If, if we are not petrified and, and, and horrified of this movement, what, what have we done? What it is exactly, yeah. because it, they are focused on the children, and, and, I, and see, I understand, you know, my life is not my own. David died in 2009, and, and from that moment on, every breath I have belongs to the Lord. And so every breath I have is going to be for His glory. And so I don't care what I say out of my mouth. I don't care who I say it to, because there's nothing that anybody can do to me that could harm me, because I know where, I know who I belong to. I know where I'm going. Well, tell you us know? about, before we get uh, our up, run up on our first break, tell us about your conversion experience, 2009, you were on your deathbed, basically? Is that right? I was. I was. I, I'd like to take you back a couple years before when I was in prison for the second time. <clears throat> and a correctional officer saw me, a man in a man's prison on the rec yard, doing cheers. You know, it's, it's all about the attention and being the center of attention. Cheerleading on the rec yard in a man's prison with breasts. Here I am, a man. Mm-hmm. And this correctional officer calls me over and he says, um, what's your name? I said, Paige. He said, no, what's the name that your mother gave you? And I said, David. He says, well, David, he said, do you know that God didn't create you to be this way? Do you know that he didn't even intend for you to act like this? And I said, arrogant and prideful. I said, of course he did. Look at me. I do this well. And he said, no, he didn't. And uh, I'm going to tell you every day that he didn't. And he told me. But it got to a point, Linda, that I I looked for him. I started looking Uh for this officer. We called him Bishop. I don't even remember his name, but we called him Bishop. I started looking for him because for the first time in my life, there was a man that stood before me that I knew without a shadow of a doubt that he loved to be true and pure. And he just wanted me to know this truth that he had yeah. for me. Yeah. And, 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 and that truth, it, it, that was the seed, and he watered it every chance he got. And, and I was blessed to have the mother that I had. And, and you know what? Coach Dave Daubenmeyer had reminded me of this a couple weeks ago. I was blessed to have the mother that I have because my mother, and, and we weren't Christian. We did not grow up in a Christian home. But it wasn't Christianity. It was nature that told my mother that she had a son and she didn't have a daughter. And I had better never come to her home with makeup on. And mm. she will never call me a woman's name because I'm her son and my name is David. And she wow. was very firm on that. And wow. I respected that. I wow. respected it because I respected my mother. That, that's so when amazing. I went to my mother's home, I wore no makeup, kept my hair pulled back, wore baggy shirts and baggy pants. Unbelievable. You know, because oh, um, I want to hear, we want to hear more about your the actual time of your um redemption when we come back from our break and we're talking with david arthur who's telling us about being saved out of homosexuality molestation um drug abuse transgenderism prostitution 
and it was what saved him? The truth being told to him with love, but firmly, and it's an amazing story. So I know, folks, stay tuned. We'll hear more about this right after our break here. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. Please stay with me, and we will be talking more with David Arthur right after these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We are having a fascinating conversation with somebody saved by the Lord in a dramatic way out of a very, very difficult life of both sins committed to on this person and also uh, the sins that he then ultimately committed as well. David Arthur is... um, he lives in Maine. He is an author. He is a part. He has a ministry now, talking about his salvation out of homosexuality, prostitution, um, molestation as a child, uh, even pedophilia. And we are going to hear more about his story. Uh, and then you were also in prison, David. So take it. Take us from the point where you were in prison, and there was a correctional officer who was um, witnessing to you, basically. Right. This correction officer, he just told me the truth. He told me he loved me, and and I knew it. You know, and, and that was the first man in my entire life that I knew he he loved me. He didn't want anything from me. He didn't want to use me, abuse me, kick me while I was down, profit off me, nothing. He just wanted to love me and for me to understand this truth that he had. Mm-hmm. And I understood it, and I got it. Now, you know, it wasn't like I got out of prison and everything was great because I got out of prison in 2006 and I went back just like a dog. I returned to my vomit, but there was a difference. I no longer felt comfortable putting on makeup and dressing like a woman. So I kind of was in a dilemma because I was a, a, um, a male at this point, homosexual male with breasts, had been on hormones for, for many, many years. And so by 2008, I was stricken down with full-fledged osteoporosis. I couldn't stand up straight, couldn't walk without a walker. My bone density was almost gone. And this, Linda, this is a result from all the trauma, the the drugs, the alcohol, the hormones, all of the trauma that we put our bodies through in that movement, in that world, in that lost, dying LGBT movement. And, and this is what we do, and, and all of the, the sexual um, engagement and all of that, everything that we do, we pay for later. And so here I am, stricken down. I'm, I'm on a walker, can't stand up straight. I'm in excruciating pain. I'm on pain pills, but that still didn't stop me from getting up, going to the casinos, going to the nightclubs, going to get drunk, going to get high going to do whatever, going to engage in sexual activity, all anything that I could possibly do, I was still doing. I was dragging myself to do it because of the lust of my flesh were that strong. But I tell you what, in 2009, I was stricken down with full-blown AIDS, with infections in my brain, in my blood. 
I had boils popping out all over my body right. from the infections trying to get out. I had no immune system. My viral load had taken over. The doctors put a hospital bed in my bedroom at home. They put hospice in place. They put all of the little niceties that you need to die in peace, the, the little furniture and all that, mm-hmm. in place. And they sent me home and they told me, you don't even have to take the HIV medication anymore, David, because there is no hope. Wow. And I had no hope. I was hopeless at that very moment. But I know two things when I laid in that hospital bed waiting to die. I know two things. I knew that I was afraid to die. And I knew that I didn't want to go to hell because I knew that I was going to hell. I knew that all the people that I had purposely and intentionally infected with HIV, I knew that all of the boys that I had seduced and lured into that dark movement, I knew that I was going to hell, and I didn't want to go to hell. And so when when, when I was hopeless, let me just say that hope walked in. Hope walked in and introduced himself to me. I picked up the Word of God. And the very first verse that I read was Romans 1 and 27, and it told me that men, burning in lust for one another, giving up the natural use of the woman, and I just looked up, looked up into the sky. I said, God, oh my goodness, not only am I living sinfully, but I'm living unnaturally. I'm in direct opposition to your very intent for me. And, and the words of the correctional officer started ringing in my head. Mm-hmm. God did not create you to be this right. way, David, and God did not intend for you to be this way, David. And that's all I could think on. I dove into his word. I gave it all I could. I, I knew that I believed I had to repent, and I spent weeks in repentance. I spent weeks giving it to him. His word was so detailed to me that I wanted my repentance to be just as detailed to him, and so I gave it all to him. Every, and I knew that I was speaking to a God that knew every dirty alley, every seedy hotel room, every filthy backseat of every car, every nasty corner I had stood on, but I still wanted to give it to him verbally, and I did. And I spent weeks doing this. I spent weeks praying, just saying, you know, just take the reins. Just Mm -hmm. take the reins. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm dying. I accepted that I was, my life was over. I accepted that I was going to die. There was no doubt in my mind that I was not going to die. But let me tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't. You didn't die. (laughs) Yes. Oh, David died. Well, yeah. But he was reborn. And I woke up one morning in excruciating pain, and this was my moment of grace, is that I was in so much pain that the pain medications weren't touching it. But let me tell you what, I had joy, and I had peace. And for the first time in my life, I knew what rest meant. And I said, okay, God, I'm ready. I am ready. Take me home. I'm ready. I do not want to live like this, don't want to be like this, and do not want to look like this. Lord, please take me home now. But I ask you one thing, that you're glorified in my death. And it was that moment that David died and was reborn and was set on a path so that he can be glorified. And with every breath that I have, he will be glorified because I want everybody to be aware that this movement, that this LGBT movement, I'm personally, I say LGBTP 
movement, P for pedophile, mm -hmm. is, is, is after your children and your grandchildren. And if you do not want your children to be handed over to these predators, then you had better be horrified and, 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 and afraid of this movement. Yeah. And you better instill that fear into your children. Amen. You know, I we are up against... Uh, just a, a 30 seconds. David, give us a website where people can find out more about your story, and I just praise God for it. I'm at ibelongamen.com. That's I-B-E-L-O-N-G-A-M-E-N.com. I'm on Facebook, I Belong Amen Ministry. And you have a book, a book called Refined. And I have a book. Yes, it's called. It's on Amazon and Kindle. It's called Refined Life Through Homosexuality, Transgenderism, and Beyond. Beyond. Praise the Lord. God bless you, David. I ask my listeners you, to Linda. keep praying for you. I'm glad you are alive and with us to tell these wonderful, this wonderful testimony and to share it with so many people. And I know, I know it will be powerfully uh, received. Praise the Lord. So, um, friends, just look up David and his testimony. Pass this word along. Know that with God, all things, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.